welcome to Something Unoriginal. On today's episode, we are joined by Daniel Johnson. We talk about the Bay Area wine scene, what it's like to run an art gallery and ice rink, and a little on hockey. If you enjoy this episode, please like, follow, and rate the show. It helps us grow and keeps the episodes coming. Also, follow us on Instagram at Something Unoriginal Podcast so you never miss updates on the show. Thank you. back daniel johnson what's up buddy good to be here dude i'm so happy that you're that you're joining me right now yeah it's good to be back in town honestly honestly yeah for sure man how's the bay bay's good um yeah i'm up in north bay up in sonoma county um it's great man it's been raining for like three weeks straight really? so that's kind of brutal but aside from that it's usually 75 and sunny which is nice so oh, yeah. uh yeah it's good it's good i uh definitely miss the mountains though it's like i love the landscape of sonoma county but yeah you you kind of forget how tall these mountains are holy shit (laughs) (laughs) i get every time i'm i like i tell people where i live or where i'm from back in california people are like you live in a town called alpine (laughs) like that sounds mountainous and i'm like yeah i guess i never thought of that you know you just get so used to the landscape you grow up in but um yeah, it's good, man. It's treating me well for, you know, this chapter of my life. So no complaints. Yeah, no complaints. How long do you expect to stay there for? You know, I don't know, really. I think a lot of it depends on, you know, just my work and where that leads me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, I know we're not very old, but the older you get, it's like the more you kind of want to be near friends and family. And so that's true. I, you know, I came out came out hot in california and and loved it fell in love with it right away you know got to work and you know every every year that passes i'm just like you know it'd be good to you know be back with the grandkids and like the parents and you know all the all the homies here because we have a good time so yeah yeah it's uh it's great but i don't know i don't know how much longer i'll be out there you know I, i try not to think about it and just enjoy uh, yeah, it's cliche, but enjoy the moment, right? So, yeah, totally. Yeah, there's a good mystique about that area over there. Yeah, is that kind of what what drew you into the bay? I guess. Uh, just the family. I mean, my mom's from there, and mm-hmm. and our family business is there, and yeah. I mean, I think initially the first time it was like I moved out there in 2019 for the first time, and it was just gonna be like four months. I was gonna work at my family's ice oh. rink. You know, just kind of explore a new place. I'd never, I'd never lived in another place, you know, like Mm -hmm. a bunch of the people around here that are our age, like they went out on missions or they did study abroads or they did whatever. Like I never got that. And so I didn't know what it was like to live outside of Utah, you know, and I had visited Santa Rosa a bunch and visited San Francisco a bunch and, you know, just like Northern California in general, just was very attractive to me. Um, Mm -hmm. and I kind of wanted to just explore it for a little bit. So like I said, I mean, I planned on going out there for four months. It turned into nine and then I ended up securing an internship out there and that, you know, so I came back to Utah for a few months, took, Mm -hmm. did one more semester, got a few more classes under my belt and then went back to Northern California and did an internship, um, at Corbell winery. Um, Oh yeah. And yeah. And that was interesting. Kind of thought like, okay, if I'm going to live in Northern California, maybe I get my foot in the wine industry, you know, Mm -hmm. business there. And you know, that's, that's a whole other thing. But, um, yeah, I think just between like the family and just the family business and just really wanting to see a new place and experience a new place and 
meet new people and uh it seemed like the best option for sure oh yeah dude yeah that's sick do you find yourself more of a wine person now that you've been out there for a while (laughs) you know i like to think so but um but still it's it's still tough for me to like decipher like the difference between a lot Mm -hmm. of wines but yeah definitely turned into a a lover of red wine for sure Um, really love red wine i mean i'm like drinking it with every meal now it's bad (laughs) yeah i'm a red wine alcoholic so um i mean it's ready readily available so that makes so readily available yeah every everywhere you turn somebody's offering you a bottle of wine in northern california so Mm -hmm. especially in sonoma and the napa area it's like it's freaking everywhere but yeah yeah definitely it's kind of funny you know it's like when i got my internship i step in to this whole wine business and you got all these people that grew up in like wine families and like know mm-hmm. all this and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm just like this Mormon kid from Utah. <laughs> They're like, what are you doing here? You know? For sure. And I'm like, okay, Hey, relax. You know, I'm here to learn. I'm here to learn. You For know, sure. it was a, it was a good lesson of like, go into something that you're not familiar with. You have no background with, you have no clout with and just have an open mind. And I think a lot of people will, you know, not just like obviously the wine industry, but it's like anything in life, you know, go in with a humble, open mind and, and people will take you under their wing. I mean, they, they knew I didn't know anything about wine or anything. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was a finance internship, but it was still finance at the winery. And, oh yeah. And you get to know the product real well from that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I remember like a few days before uh, my internship, I'm still in Utah. I'm going to drive out there for the internship and I just realized I don't know like any of the product they offer. <laughs> I'm like, I'm about to go crunch numbers for the next four months and I don't even know what, so I go on their website and I'm like, Oh, okay. They have like a brandy and they have like a, a dry brute and they have like all this. And, mm-hmm. um, I was like, yeah, that was probably a good thing to know before I work for them. <laughs> you, know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. you know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. Dang it's like man. we're trying to. It's like applying to a job at McDonald's and being like, "So, what do you guys sell here?" Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like burgers, man. Yeah, like so. do you guys compete with Walmart or something? Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Like, what industry are you in? Here? Yeah. So, as yeah. far as somebody who knows absolutely nothing about wine, mm-hmm. what would my your introductory course be for somebody who has no idea what they're talking about? <laughs> introductory course. Um, what are the necessities to learn? I guess I should say about wine. You know, I think the most basic thing I learned um, about, like, maybe specifically red wine was, like, being able to taste, like, what a nice bottle of wine tastes like and, like, what an aged, full-body red tastes like opposed to, like, a very new... Like, the older the older, the better, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. you, you want to be drinking, like, 2012, 2013, 2014 like somewhat aged red wine opposed to like a 2021 bottle or something. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've just noticed like definitely the difference between like a a nice bottle and a cheap bottle. Cause before it was like, okay, you could, you give me boxed wine. I don't care. Like it all tastes the same, but, but yeah, as far as an introductory course, what's cool is there's a lot of learning you can do on your own. And there's a lot of resources. Like Mm -hmm. there's the Napa Valley wine Institute, which is basically like a certification of learning about wine and they'll like send you bottles. I've never done it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I've never done it. I wanted to when I lived here in Utah, but they wouldn't send the wine to, they can't get it across the border. Utah laws. Yeah. Yeah, So 
And then when I went to California, then I, I was, you know, you're working a nine to five. You don't, you don't have time to, yeah. you know, play with wine. So <laughs> that's um, crazy. Though. But yeah, so that's a great resource. Um, yeah, they like send you bottles of wine and they like teach you how to like taste properly and how to pair things and like the origins of this. And like, it's mm-hmm. like a whole thing. Like I said, I've never done it, but I'm definitely interested in it. And then there's like, it's called like the Cornell wine institute or something you don't have to obviously be admitted to cornell but yeah, um yeah. but yeah you just like pay like a thousand bucks or something and you can do a course um, so yeah it's kind of interesting i mean it's wine was never something i really like latched on to mm. but doing my internship definitely like made me respect it for yeah. sure i was like oh, familiarized this, this yourself cool. with it yeah it's sick i mean like i said it's not something i don't know not gonna like make a living out of it maybe i go back into the wine industry i don't know but mm-hmm. uh definitely an interesting field coming from a kid that grew up in alpine utah oh, yeah. <laughs> so never seen a bottle of wine in your life and all yeah. of a sudden you're immersed in it oh yeah like i you know you grew up on like the martinelli's <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and then uh then you go experience like this whole culture of like all these wine snobs you know but um yeah it's fun it's interesting fun. okay yeah what wine would you say tastes the least like wine? <laughs> <That's my laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, it's got to be like, oh, man. There's a there's a wine from Ferrari Carano. Um, it's a winery in Healdsburg, California. And it's called like a Fumé Blanc or like a Flume Blanc or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, they have it at Trader Joe's, actually. I don't know about the Trader Joe's here, but they have it in the Trader Joe's in Santa Rosa. Okay. And... It is really tasty, and if you don't like alcohol, you don't like wine, you don't like any of that, this will still taste pretty good, in my opinion. Um, Interesting. Okay. Really solid. Whites, if you're going to drink wine and you're, like, picky about, like, maybe you don't love it or something, like, white's definitely the way to go. Like, red wines can definitely be just a little heavy for people that maybe don't want, like, a super strong taste. So That makes sense. Yeah. So anybody who wants to get into wine, there you go. Yeah, Ferrari start Carano. With, start with white <laughs> and go Ferrari Carano. Yeah. Is this, this isn't anywhere near the same Ferrari that you find in Italy. I don't think so. Okay. No. No, I know he had something to do with, like, uh, I think he was, like, a Hollywood movie director or something that wanted to open up a winery, but... We might we might need a fact checker on that one because I don't want to don't <laughs> quote me on that Jamie. one. Jamie, yeah, we need a Jamie. Yeah, we need a Jamie for sure because we we need to uh, we need to fact check that one. For don't sure. want to be giving false information to the people, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, Ferrari yeah. Carano is what you called it. Ferrari Carano. Yeah, I went All there right. on my birthday with a few friends. Like Great. to the vineyard. To the vineyard. Yeah, oh, we did a yeah. tasting. Um, definitely, I think I've I've probably done 10 to 20 wine tastings in northern california since living there mm-hmm. um i mean you're surrounded by 1200 wineries every you could close your eyes and point you'll run right into a winery and so ferrari Carano was definitely the most beautiful for sure so yeah for the beauty aspect it was it was great but the service was definitely a little little sketchy for sure <laughs> all right um do tell yeah i mean you know it was my birthday so i'm stoked to be there and then we sit down and i'm kind of like you know hey it's my uh it's my birthday you know hoping to get maybe you know, some special treatment or something she's just like cool happy birthday yeah and i'm like moving along all right well. all right uh, yeah they, it just felt very rushed like a mm. lot of times you'll do wine tastings and they'll they'll just be so great and they'll talk about like the the landscape and the and the the grapes and all this and just be very friendly and it was like 
you know, so as far as beauty goes, definitely the most beautiful winery I've ever been to. But yeah, definitely a little disappointing uh, for the tasting. But the wine was good. Wine was good. So no okay. complaints. Well, as long as the wine was good, I think the yeah. rest, you know, yeah. makes up for it, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, that's rough. What What would you say is like the best service you got from a winery? Um, It had to be at a place called Stone Street. Um, It's owned by the Kendall Jackson family. Okay. And man, this guy just went above and beyond. I went with um, some friends and yeah, it was just, it was so above and beyond. He would just, he would, you know, describe all the wines. He was very friendly. He actually took us out to the vineyard and we could pick grapes off of vines and eat them. That's and he like dope. wasn't supposed to do that. He's really? like, my boss isn't here so we can like go out and do it. <laughs> I'm like, geez, man, this guy's crazy, you know? And and he's like offering to take pictures of us and oh it was just it was such a such a good time and oh, that's so you know cool. there's so many wineries that usually like a rule of thumb for me is like i'm never gonna go to one twice because i'm like you, you i just want to like see a new one every time i go yeah totally and stone street is definitely one where i was like i would go back and request this guy because he was so sick to hang out with him. that's so cool man. <laughs> yeah like the wine you know it is what it is the wine was great but um but this guy was just you know like i said above and beyond and just great customer service and just a chill guy to hang out with so that was fun that Heck was a good yeah, time man. Would you say most people in the wine industry are like pretty passionate about the wine? Like they get into it because they want to be there, not just because it's another job to have? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. The wine industry is like very tight knit community. Yeah. It's like, it's these people's passions, you know, mm-hmm. it's like their whole life revolves around harvest of the grapes and the wine and the crushing and the bottling and it's like a whole culture that I was exposed to, but definitely wouldn't say I'm a part of. Like, I would have to really dedicate my life to like going into that field. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not like a one foot in, one foot out type of deal. Like, if you're doing it, you're doing it. And, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's hard as far as like a career goes. It's hard to like pivot in and out of the wine industry. Like I said, mm-hmm. you're either in or you're out. Yeah, and people that are in stay in it for generations and you know and people that aren't just you know do what i do show up and get drunk off wine at tastings (laughs) (laughs) but we'll see we'll see (laughs) dang man that's interesting yeah would you say how much of that would you say is because of like just the culture in in that area that like people are more passionate about it you know does that even make sense no no that makes sense i mean you have this region of grapes that are like the most pristine growing regions you know potentially in the world behind like france and italy so it's like northern california is so interesting that it just struck gold in this one growing region of napa and sonoma um so yeah i mean when you are when you have a growing region that's competing with like france on wine then yeah you're gonna have you know passion driven people for sure because like you have this like wealth of land and you want to produce the best wine you possibly can and so you have people that literally have dedicated their whole lives and generations of kids that have taken over wineries and yeah i mean it's just a whole it's a whole thing out there it's Mm -hmm. a whole thing i mean everybody wants to compete with the european wines and and if you're gonna do it it's gonna be in the Napa Sonoma region. Um, but not even just that. I mean, a lot of California places have great 
growing regions. Um, totally. Near Santa Barbara, there's a lot of good wine. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, even L.A. has some wineries. Um, but the rainfall and just the, the soil and, and um, the fog and everything like that just really sets the Napa and Sonoma region aside from most places. So Interesting. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm no I'm no expert, but uh it's been fun to be exposed to that type of um industry and that type of lifestyle cuz it really is a lifestyle. You know, it's not it's not a job that you clock out mm-hmm. from. You know, it's the grapes and the wine and you know, most of the wineries are run by families, you know, that are trying to sell their bottles and you know what they produced and yeah, it's not a job that you clock in and clock out. It's a lifestyle for sure. That's so, interesting. You base yeah. your entire life on it. Yeah. Wow. Dang, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's cool. So as far as a person coming from Utah that's never been to the Bay Area, which, you know, is kind of weird seeing as though my brother lives in the Bay Area. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what would you recommend I do? My, what's your travel guide on what to do in the Bay when I when I get out there? Yeah, the travel guide. Um, there is just so much fun things to do. I think um, Marin Headlands. Um, so you're going like right out, you're going North over the golden gate and yeah, mm-hmm. you have like Mount Tam, Mount Tamapolis, um, you know, just for like the Marin headlands. Yeah. Just good hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not nothing insane. You're not scaling any mountains. It's just pure bliss, pure beauty, easy. I wouldn't even call it hiking. It's all, it's a stroll. There's a lot of strolls. <laughs> um, <laughs> San Francisco itself you know, obviously has taken some turns. Um, so there isn't, you know, it's definitely not safe at times in certain areas, but I would say Mm -hmm. it's purely district based. Um, I think the Marina district has some hidden gems, um, Mm -hmm. did a little bar crawl with some friends over Halloween in the Marina district, which was super fun. Um, and the mission district, uh, is also something I'd recommend good shopping, good food, good bars, good nightlife and it feels somewhat safe um yeah for sure but there's a few districts to stay away from um just crime rates and and Mm. uh you know the unfortunate side is there's a lot of homelessness and a lot of um you know drugs on the street and stuff which is not good um do you feel like it's easily avoidable though i i think so in my opinion i think if you're a tourist and you show up and you don't know where you're going you're gonna run in you might run into some trouble but Mm -hmm. Uh, from somebody that's, I, I mean, I go to the city all the time and I've kind of learned where to go and where not to go. And so, so yeah, I would say there's some fun districts in San Francisco, um, Marin Headlands for sure. Um, San Rafael is a great little city with some hidden gems for food. Uh, it's where Dominican university is. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. It's a little private school there, uh, that I have a few friends that go there. Um, is that like in San Francisco or where, what part is this? That is in Marin County, um, okay. which is the county just above, um, north of the Golden Gate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So like Sausalito, San Rafael, mm-hmm. um, you know, all that. So, uh, there's a lot of good surfing. Um, really? Yeah. A lot of good surfing. That's that sharky. surprises me. It's sharky and it's cold, but there's good <laughs> surfing. Really? I, I just got into surfing, um, about two years ago when I moved out there. Okay. And it's been fun. It's been fun. I had a mentor, which was great. Um, showing me, you know, how, how the waves break, how they work, how the swells work, how, how to be safe, how to do it right. I bet that um, was so nice. 
Oh, it was great. It was great. Yeah, he was he's he was like this hippie guy that was raised really? at Dillon Beach. He he prays before every time he gets in the water. He prays to the ocean. That's that, the man who respects the water, man. Yeah, no, he respects the water. He's like he's like some days I've come out here and I've prayed and it hasn't felt right and the ocean didn't want me in there, so I didn't I didn't surf that day. And I was I just like, wow. I, I was like, I so hope much. the ocean tells you that uh, we can surf today because we came all the way out here. You know? <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't want to turn back. Um, so, yeah, a lot of good surfing, too. Um, but the great thing about Northern California is, you know, the food. The food's so good. It's so good. It's hard to beat. And, yeah, just a lot of good little hikes and mm-hmm. – and, uh, yeah, I'd say probably the best thing to visit is the uh, Schultz Museum and the Snoopy's Home Ice Rink. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Not not like I'm trying to use free advertising, but well, uh, no, uh, <laughs> let's get into that. So you uh, you work currently there, correct? Snoopy's Ice Arena Museum. What is it? How do you – what yeah. is the official name of it? The uh, Where I work is um, Snoopy's Art Gallery and Gift Shop. Okay. Yeah. So there's – it's a whole campus – um, that my grandpa, my grandma, and then my grandpa's late wife, um, Jeannie has kind of formulated over the years. Mm-hmm. So started out with, um, uh, the Redwood Empire Ice Arena or Snoopy's Home Ice, um, yeah. was, we built it for the community. Um, my grandma, there, there was an ice rink in Santa Rosa okay. off Summerfield Road. And it was going to close down. It was run by a guy named Skippy Baxter. And the coolest yeah, he was the first guy to do a backflip on skates. Really? Yeah. So he's famous for that. You can Google him. He's super famous for uh, figure skating. And that sounds uh, like out of a movie. Yeah, Skippy Baxter, man. What a character he was. That's so cool. So my grandma and grandpa were like, um, "Well, we'll, you know, we'll uh, build this rink if you run it." you know and skippy was like yeah all right we're getting a new ice rink because they were gonna have to shut down theirs because it was just i can't remember i I can't remember if it was like damn it it was damaged or they were having financial problems or something but the gist of it was my grandma wanted to give a gift to the community Mm -hmm. and so she built the rink um it attracted you know obviously it, it really birthed like hockey and figure skating um in sonoma county and I'd say a huge influence in, in just Northern California in general. Um, so that was great, great gift for the community. And then um, later on, my grandpa built a studio um, to work on his cartoon strips there. Um, for, for frame of reference, so your, your yeah. grandfather is Charles Schultz. Yeah, so I figured that was going to have to come up at some point. Yeah. Um, I was trying to avoid it, man. But yeah, you, no, you work there. You work there. You're, you're good. I know. It's hard. It's a... I I really threw myself in. Um, yeah, yeah. For anybody listening, yeah, my grandpa's Charles Schultz, so he created the Peanuts Gang, um, Charlie Brown and Snoopy. You know, all the all the lovable little characters. Um, mm. Pretty wholesome content for the most part. Um, for sure, <laughs> a lot of sarcasm from Lucy, but it's a it's a good comic strip to read. And uh, <laughs> they're a good gang. Yeah, and it's uh, it's got a cult following, so people love it for um, sure. But back to back to you specifically. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, my grandpa built the studio, so that was another part of land. Then he built like a little baseball field for the kids and for employees to play baseball at, and then. Mm-hmm. Um, then in the early eighties, they built, uh, 
the art gallery and gift shop, which I now run. Um, and then when my grandpa died in 2000, um, his late wife, Jeannie, my mom's stepmom built, mm-hmm. uh, the Charles M. Schultz research center and museum, okay. um, across the street as well. So it's kind of like just been like pieced together in this, this fun campus. And that's why visitors are always saying like, this is an interesting, weird place. Cause it's yeah. like, okay, you can go watch a hockey game and on the ice is Snoopy characters. And then you can go buy a plush Snoopy and then go to like this museum and then like go play baseball at the baseball field. Yeah, like yeah. it's just like the strangest place. And I did not the, know there was a baseball field. There. Yeah, there's a baseball field, <laughs> you know, and then we have like the warm puppy cafe inside the ice rink, mm-hmm. um, which was always nostalgic for me growing up. Cause it was like, I can, anytime I smell coffee, I think of the warm puppy cafe. Cause I'd always walk in there and it was like, you got the cold rink and you got yeah. the coffee brewing and it's, you know, you could watch hockey or watch the figure skaters skate and, um, yeah, it was, it's a fun place to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got, I got hired two years ago. Well, when I left Corbell, when I finished my internship, uh, they did offer me a job out of school to go back. Okay. For me, it was very weird. Corbell was about 30 minutes from my family business. And for yeah. me, it was very weird to be working in Sonoma County and not working for my family business. That makes sense. So yeah, that's why like a part of me is like, okay, if I don't keep going with peanuts, I probably won't live in California anymore because like, it's too weird for me to be there and not work for my family business. Yeah. I see that for so, sure. Yeah. So it was like, okay, I had a job offer from Corbell. And then at the time there was, there's this lady, her name's Nancy Williams. She ran the art gallery and gift shop for like 30 years. No way. Yeah. She's run it. I mean, my grandpa hired her. Like, no way. Yeah. Gnarly. And so, and I have a good relationship with her and I would work with her in the art gallery and gift shop like one day a week when I was working at the rink mm-hmm. doing like maintenance and ice guarding and stuff. But I was like, you know, I'm not, I don't know anything about gift shops. I don't know anything about art. You know, I'm like, I don't know, man, like mm-hmm. it doesn't, but our museum director now, her name's Gina Hunsinger. She was running the ice rink at the time. Okay. And so she hired me. She's like, you should, you should run the art gallery and gift shop when you graduate college. And mm-hmm. I was like, I am okay. <laughs> Thank you though. I, will <laughs> I appreciate it. I will pass, uh, you know? And, and she's like, I think it would be, um, special if you did as far as like your grandpa's legacy. And, uh, I think, you know, with you graduating from business school, um, you know, financially the place wasn't doing incredible. I mm-hmm. mean, it's more there as like for the peanuts fans. It's not like we're bankrolling it, you know? Yeah, totally. So, um, I mean like everything on that campus is museums, a 501 C three nonprofit, the ice rink, um, runs at a deficit. Mm -hmm. Our gallery and gift shop runs at a deficit. I mean, we're really not there to, we're not Disneyland. We're not pulling money out of people's pockets. It's it's more just like, there's this fun history and we want to keep it alive. And, uh, we're fortunate enough to, have peanuts be big enough where we can, you know, financially support the place and, and give fans a place to go and community members a place to go. So going back to that, she's like, you know, I think with your business background, you know, you could maybe see if we can actually make this thing profitable, which we've never done. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm fired up after graduating. I'm ready to like take on a new challenge. Um, let's go for it. You know, I'm, I'm down. It seems, it seems like one big project to me. It seems like here's a problem. There's a million ways to solve it. 
put your take on it and go for it. Like they gave, mm-hmm. they did give me a lot of freedom, um, which, you know, I had to earn from graduating college, uh, multiple interviews, my internship at Corbell, job references. Like they, it wasn't on a silver platter, but they thought with some young energy that maybe, maybe they'll give me a shot. So, yeah. um, so yeah, went in there and, and tweaked a few things and it, it's been good. It's been good. I mean, I think, I think it's the, you want to modernize the place and take it in a new direction, but you, you also don't want to lose the nostalgia of it. A lot of people come back to the art gallery and gift shop and they'll be like, man, this place looks exactly like it did when I was a kid, you know, <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. want to keep a little bit of that too, mm-hmm. you know? And so you don't want to completely flip the place upside down and do everything different. So, yeah. Um, but it needs a little refreshing, maybe needs a little refreshing for sure. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you know, I went in there and I brought them into the modern era. You know, we, we started doing a lot on social media. I switched our POS system, point of sale system over yeah. to Shopify. Oh, that's um, nice. yeah. Shopify's great. Um, the business analytics behind Shopify are really nice. The reports come out clean. Um, you can really track your product and inventory and sales really well and really easily and efficiently on it. So Hmm. yeah, there's, you know, my goal was, okay, I'm not going to run this place for 20 years, but, uh, for a few years, let me try and get them on a good track and then pass it on to somebody that actually, knows retail really well, knows the art world really well, somebody that will stick with them for 20 years, you yeah. know? And so, um, that's kind of where I'm at, you know? So I'm always, I'm kind of like eye in the future a little bit seeing like, okay, once I'm done with this, I call it a project. Once I'm done with this project, um, you know, what's another project I can go do, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but yeah, it's been good working with Snoopy and the peanuts gang and having access to, all the art and being able to, you know, bring products to life and work with licensees and vendors and, um, all that is, has been, has been an interesting ride for sure. <laughs> I believe yeah. it, man. Yeah. It's been interesting. <laughs> That's day. It's okay. So like a, a regular day for your job. I mean, mm-hmm. I imagine cause you've implemented a lot of stuff and kind of turned it around, but yeah. what, um, you clock in, what do you do? Um, well, it's essential to grab a coffee in the morning. So that's first. Oh, yeah. Dude. That's first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, grab a coffee in the morning, go to work. Well, actually, the Warm Puppy Cafe has great coffee, too. So maybe okay. slide through there. Um, yeah, just checking in with my employees, making kind of an action plan for the day of what they need to be working on, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be we're getting a new display up, we have incoming product that needs to be processed. Mm-hmm. Um I do my best to, you know, keep, keep my employees busy, make sure they have tasks to be working on and make sure they have the tools to do it. So that's important to me. So just checking in with the team, go up to my office, answer, call back people that have left my voicemails, um, answer emails, um, keep projects going. We're always designing exclusive product for the campus because when tourists come, they want something that says Santa Rosa on it or something like that. Yeah, you know, totally. says California on it. So uh, I work with a designer. Uh, her name's Karen Ashton. She does all my product designing for me. So nice. What I can do is I have I have uh, access to uh, an art bank of basically every every comic strip, every piece of Peanuts art Whoa, in that's the world. Cool. 
So all 17,000-something strips. No way. Plus whatever art is in the world about peanuts. And I can, you know, use that art bank to create new product. Um, oh, that is, is sick, man. Yeah, it's fun. Um, and then I work with uh, Karen, uh, the designer, to... I say, look, this is a fun piece of art. I like that it's, uh, you know, Snoopy from the 50s. He looks like a puppy. It's cute. It would look good on like a youth girl's tea or something or or let's do you know this keychain with this or this piece of art um by this guy that has to do with peanuts is really cool um Mm -hmm. if it's officially licensed we can bring it in the shop and so there's all sorts of creativity and also creativity that needs structure to bring a project to life you know so yeah just constantly in the emails and on chats with people about um, bringing product in and, and making sure the place is, you know, a good place to visit when people come and visit. So um, yeah, usually just crushing that all day Um, working with customers. We also have a pro shop in the building um, with hockey gear and figure skating gear. So um like I just submitted our hockey CCM order for the year. I think it was like $15,000 worth of hockey Ooh. gear. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, you know, not only am I running like an art gallery and a peanuts themed gift shop, but I'm also like fitting kids for skates. And like yeah. I fit a million pairs of figure skates, <laughs> you Dang. know, a year. And it's like, it's, you, you really have to, just constantly be like switching your mindset throughout the day like okay i'm talking to this guy that's an art dealer from la so i have to like deal with his ego and then mm-hmm. and then i'm designing product like when have i ever designed product in college i went to business school yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? sure. like i don't know what i'm doing and then and then you switch your mindset over to like okay angry customers so deal with that and then yeah. you switch your mindset over to some little kid wants to start hockey so you got to fit him in hockey gear head to toe you know yeah so it really is like a very unique job. And I think, you know, you know, not to like toot my own horn, but I think they lucked out with having me run the place because I grew up with peanuts knowledge and background. And then I grew up playing hockey. So it's like, yeah, totally. I was a pretty easy employee to just insert yeah. into that position. Like I always think when I, when I'm inevitably, I'm going to be training the next person soon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just, I'm like, this poor next person has no idea what they're getting themselves yeah, into. For sure. <laughs> you know? So, uh, Dang, man. yeah, it's an interesting job for sure. Very for unique. Sure. Very unique. It's hard to explain to people in one sentence sometimes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I figured it was going to be a, a huge like <laughs> ordeal that you guys got to go through with your job every day. So, yeah. But, um, hockey being a big part of your life mm-hmm. and you living in the Bay, yep. uh, you're still a Minnesota wild fan. Still a Minnesota Wild fan. Really? Ride or die. Yeah. I'd say Sharks are number two. Really? Okay. So Sharks, Sharks have moved up. Yeah. They, they've moved up for sure. It used to be Wild, Avs, and uh, that's really about it. Just Wild and Avs because my brother Brian's a big Avalanche fan. So, yeah. he, you know, he forced me to be an Avalanche fan too growing up. But I mean, they're it, technically the local team here, right? Yeah. You know, they, you get like the Colorado Mountains and they're, they're stateside, which is good. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I support the Avs. I was stoked for them when they won the cup. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're in the Bay, yeah, you got to be a Sharks yeah, be a fan. Sharks, yeah. yeah, so I, I like the Sharks, you know. They've had some good players over the years, and, you know, they move the puck well, and, and they always have a pretty good team every year. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't mind supporting them, but 
definitely ride or die wild fan uh it's just too nostalgic for me i mean i was i think i was at my first game when i was one or two being mm-hmm. held by my mom and we rented out one of those boxes you know and so there's baby photos of me at a wild game like so cool. <laughs> their inaugural season and yeah. then uh yeah, just, i was gonna say they became a team right around the time you were born right yeah yeah i was born in 98 and they became a team in 2000 i think 2000 oh, wow. uh and 2001 was their inaugural season mm-hmm uh, which they went pretty deep in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, their first year. But we've never won a cup. Um, okay. I'm saving my – I have a thigh tattoo of Snoopy playing hockey on my right thigh. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, I'm saving my left thigh for a, a wild logo with a Stanley <laughs> Cup um, for when we win the cup. So it could be uh, it could be this year. It could be in 40. I'm not sure. So I might be a 70-year-old getting a tattoo of – the sure. wild Stanley Cup, but uh, I, I'm saving my left eye for that. So <laughs> you're making sounding a wild fan like being a jazz fan, honestly. Yeah, it is. It is. Like, Between growing up a jazz fan and then growing up a wild fan, it's been painful. Yeah. Uh, but you know we're sticking it out. We're hopeful fans. You know, for we're sure. hopeful fans. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> Dang, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So uh, San Jose Sharks are now number two, obviously because of where you live. Yep. What about uh you know dabbling in basketball? How do you feel about the Warriors nowadays? Are they yeah, overtaking I, your Jazz fandom? No, okay, no. Everybody thinks that because I like the Warriors. So everyone's like, ah, you're just on the Warriors bandwagon. <laughs> I'm like, I'm still a Jazz fan, guys. Come yeah, on, I grew up a Jazz fan. Too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I I always liked the Warriors growing up just because they were like the Bay Area team. Yeah, you got ties to the Bay. It makes yeah. Sense. So like. You know, all all our friends and family in California were all Warriors fans. So I'm like, yeah, I like the Warriors, you know. And it it, it never ruffled feathers until they started winning a bunch of championships. Yeah. Then everybody's pissed. Until they became <laughs> like, a dynasty. Yeah, yeah. like I w- growing up as a kid, I'd be like, yeah, I'm a Jazz and Warriors fan. People would be like, cool. Yeah. Sounds good. And then it like once 2015 hit and mm-hmm. Steph Curry and Clay went on that crazy run and won the, their first championship – and then they want another one, and then they want another one, and then they want another one. Yeah. Now I can't. You know, if I say I'm a Warriors fan in Utah, it's like some people look at me like I killed their mother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so. But Jazz are always number one. That's always good. number one, and I I stand by that statement. Um, people have heard me say that I'm Jazz number one for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know how it is. It's yeah. like if you're if you grew up a kid in Utah, like you know, we, we kind of miss the. We obviously miss like the Carl Malone and the mm-hmm. John Stockton. But for me, what was nostalgic was like the Andre Karolinko days, yep. the Carlos Boozer days, the like, late two thousands teams. Yeah, the mm-hmm. late two thousand. And then you got like Gordon Hayward came in, and you know, say what you will about him, he he was a little spark, you know, yeah. and. uh he got the ball rolling. He got the ball rolling. And then it was really fun to have Donovan Mitchell come in and, you know, lay some big dunks and put up good nights. And it's showtime, um, man. Yeah. It's always you know, a show. Say what you will about Rudy. He was, I mean, he was fine. He wasn't going to, maybe wasn't going to win us a championship. But, you know, we always had a, a decent playoff team. Oh, yeah. That, you know, whether it be a first-round exit or a second-round exit, we at least were getting there every year and mm-hmm. had some sort of structure. So, you know, you got to get through these years of 
of pain which is uh a whole lifetime of jazz fans oh yeah definitely wild fans feel i mean all minnesota fans for every sport feel that so that's um, true i can can relate to that yeah (laughs) yeah never fun to be a t-wolves fan um (laughs) and uh then the vikings let you down every year too so yeah it's uh it's brutal you know i always think it is nice being having the Warriors be your second team because you get a glimpse yeah. of hope, you know? Sometimes you're like, oh, the Warriors won the championship. Like, I don't really care. I'm not going to go get a tattoo or anything. But uh, yeah. it's like, yes, feels good. feels good to watch a winning team here. But, oh yeah, man, it'll be a riot once the Jazz win a chip here. So we're going to – we'll true. bring the championship to Salt Lake. It's just going to – people just got to wait a little longer. Yeah, a dude, little longer. The Delta Center days are yeah. on the horizon. We're coming back. We're back. We're coming back. They switched the sign back, and we're back. Yeah, yeah. we're getting yeah. Delta centers, the them switching from the Vivint Center to the Delta Center, best move they've made in ten years. Oh yeah, we're on track Phenomenal. for another finals run. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's gonna be us versus the Bulls again. Just yeah, kidding. exactly. Larry Markinen <laughs> is taking us yeah. all the way to the finals. Oh, I went to the game the other night. Yeah, um, how was that? Who did they play? They played um, the Clippers. Oh, and, you went to the Clippers game? Yeah. Heck yeah. Clipper, it was on Wednesday night, Clippers Jazz. Markinen just went off. Oh, yeah. I think he had 34 or something. Yeah, something crazy. Yeah, it was insane. I mean, didn't the guy... Like 20 plus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a blowout. But it didn't feel like a blowout. It was just fun to watch. Like, some blowouts mm-hmm. are boring. Like, this was just a fun blowout to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. we were just splashing from three, some a few big dunks. And the Clippers always tried to make it interesting, too. You know, they would... Mm-hmm get close and then we go on another run then they get close and go on another run so for sure yeah dude the clippers fun. are a good defensive team so like great it's interesting to yeah. see like us being a bad defensive team and a great offensive yeah. team <laughs> and then being a bad offensive team and a great defensive team it's always an interesting matchup to see who yeah who's got the better of the the lopsided for play. sure yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and i think i think that night would have been a lot different if you know paul george and Kawhi play but uh yeah, that's true. But overall, true. It, was, it was fun to watch us beat up on L.A., you know. Oh, yeah. I, I hate all L.A. teams, so. <laughs> I'm with that for sure, man. Yeah. I'm with that for sure. Well, hey, thanks for coming through. Oh, it's been a good time, bro. Good to have me. Or good to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is good to have you. <laughs> good to have me on your podcast, yeah. Good to yeah, have we'll do me. the same time. <laughs> uh, that was great. We man. might want to edit that one out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like it's uh, got to stay here. It's so, so funny. <laughs> Oh, oh man good to be here yeah dude well i appreciate you coming here. through and uh we'll have to do this again sometime this yeah let me know buddy i'm always coming back to utah so yeah we'll we'll get together for sure heck yeah dude and i'll have to go out <laughs> to the bay and we'll do a special episode with it yeah episode out there you gotta you gotta visit your brother in runner park exactly i'm right there <laughs> for sure dude anyway, good to have you on man appreciate you thanks brother take care